even when I'm down. Got my head in the clouds and my feet on the ground. I got big dreams, gonna make them true. Yeah, we got big dreams here at the Genius Lab, and yes, we are going to make them come true. Today, we're going to talk about a Genius Lab session. So, one of the things that I that I noticed, we're coming into the end of the year, we were coming into the new year, and this is when most people set their goals for the year, what they want to accomplish, what they want to have done, and it's also a time when we review the things that have happened in the past year, and sometimes that can be a little discouraging. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, I remember all those hopes and dreams I had at the beginning of the year, and damn, nothing's happened, or at least not much. 2020, we understand why. I mean, the whole world shut down for about six months, and that can have a big impact on it. But I want to tell you why it happens for most people. Now, there's, there's two different kinds of energies that I see all the time in clients that come to me, in students that come to my workshops. And one is the type that always naturally, um, they naturally attract success. Okay, I've got a friend in Portland, Oregon, who's a steel trader. And it, it, this guy, this guy can make the biggest mistake in the world and turn it around into a million dollar profit. I mean, he just has the natural propensity. Now, he works his ass off, and he's very clear, and I'll get into that. But he's a high-impact person. He knows how to make money. He knows how to, how to live. And he has the natural propensity towards victory. He just owns it. Then there's other people that I know that are, no matter how nice they are, because this isn't about being nice or not nice or good or bad. Um, but I have a lot, I have friends that are like, no matter how hard they try, no matter how well financed their business venture is, no matter how much time they put into it, no matter how well they prepare, they can't get out of the hole. <laughs> And uh, so I've, I've done a lot of study on this over the past couple of decades and uh, because it's, cu it's curious to me. And the thing that I've come to is that, uh, yes, there's such a thing as there, there's karmic stuff, there's um, ancestral imprints, things that we come in with. If you were raised in a family that has something against being rich then and you're trying to make money, but you have this some subconscious imprint, that um, being rich makes you a bad person and you don't want to be a bad person, your subconscious is not going to allow you to make money because if you're rich, you're a bad person. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff that needs to be shifted. And one way to do that is what I call the five pillars of success. And these are, I, I also refer to them as the five things high impact people know that other people don't. So the first thing is let's let's look at them and and again success or or accomplishment is not about whether you're good or bad right or wrong and money is not always the the measure to success now in our culture most of the time we see that as the as the marker but i i always get a little annoyed with uh uh, oh, you see, uh, I remember back when I was in the religion business, uh, people would go, oh, they're being blessed by God because they have a huge church and lots of people. And 
<clears throat> pardon me. And I've always wondered, so if you don't have money, God doesn't like you? I mean, it's kind of a weird, kind of a weird thing, I got to say. But the, uh, the situation is, uh, if money is what you want, then that's how you measure your success. If healing people is your, is your marker, and I, then you, your goals are set towards healing people. If it's uh, philanthropy, if it's uh, donating your time. You know, I know people who, I know one guy who works on uh, with bringing musical instruments to kids in orphanages in Mexico. He doesn't have a pot to piss in. And, and he raises a bunch of money and it all goes to buy guitars and, and shakers and different rhythm instruments. And that's how he measures his success. How many kids has he influenced with musical instruments? So everybody's got their own way to, to, to uh, measure their success. I remember my father one time, I always wanted him to be proud of me. And I remember when I you know, got my first Armani suit. And I remember when I got my first BMW and, you know, I'm like, dad, you know, what do you think? And he said, oh yeah, you know, whatever. He, he didn't really care. But then I remember one time, uh, because I've been a, a sound, uh, a sound therapist and had worked with people in very desperate situations to help shift their, their lives. My dad said, you know, we were sitting watching a football game and he just out of nowhere looks over me and he says, I really want to tell you how proud I am of you. And I'm like, whoa, I've only been waiting my whole lifetime to hear that is what I'm thinking inside my head. And the thing that was funny, it was at a time when I was financially struggling horribly. And he said, do you realize how many people are, are alive and how many people have better lives because of their work with you? He said, that makes me really proud. You've had a big impact on the world. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate it. So, wow, that was like totally in left field and not how I was measuring myself. I was feeling like I was a, you know, a loser and, and, and unsuccessful because I was measuring things by the dollars in my bank account. So as I began to research you know, what are the important things to know? And this is depending on, this is what I call success is defined by accomplishing what it is you set out to accomplish. Okay. If you, if you do that, you're successful. I don't care if you make money at it or don't make money at it or whatever. If you set out to accomplish something and you do it, you're a success. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean you're a failure if you don't. It might mean you need to keep trying or readjust. And here's where we get to the five pillars of success. These are the five things high-impact people know that other people don't. The first one are their core values. Yes, silence is usually what I get. What are your core values? And um, people who are high-impact usually know at least their first three core values. And they can, they can pop them out like boom, 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 boom. These are my, these are my values. The, everything I do comes from this uh, particular uh, point of uh, <clears throat> position of value. These are the things that are important to me. These are the deal breakers. These are the lines I don't cross. Okay. Second thing, from your core values are birthed your core beliefs. And your core beliefs are how you, what you feel about yourself, how you look at others, and how you see the world. And um, 
this is really, really important work. And if you, if you can, if you can lock in your top three to five core values, your top three to five core beliefs, and number three, your mission, you're 90% there with just those three things. They will always keep you centered, focused, and moving in a direction that is congruent with who you are, what you stand for, and what you want to accomplish. Okay, it's it's. Uh, I, I hear all the 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 big trend in the in the consulting world is your compelling why. There's like whole companies built on. We'll help you find your why, and you know that's that's helpful. But if you don't know your core values and your core beliefs, your why could be incongruent with your core beliefs and your core values. And guess what? You're not going to go anywhere because if, you're, if your values and your beliefs and your mission are not in alignment, I don't care how good your why is, nothing's going to happen. You're going to be in gridlock because your subconscious mind, the, the, the depth of your soul will not allow you to be incongruent with who you truly are. Okay. So number one, core value. Number two, core beliefs. Number three, your mission. Why are you here? Number four are your goals. Now I have two different opinions on goals and I've tried it both ways. And i have had moderate success both ways. And I got to admit, I think the main thing for me is I set too, I set too many goals. <laughs> and so it, my energy gets diffused too much. So I'm trying some new things this coming year. But one of the, one of the philosophies about goals is if you get really specific and you have it locked into your mind, exactly what you want to create, it will be created. The other point of view is if you are in alignment with the, um, on a spiritual level with the um, highest level of consciousness, then you might be shooting too low. And there may be more universal energy available to you. Uh, it's kind of like if, 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 uh, if I'll use it in terms because I like cars, uh, the universe wants to, or, or slash God, whatever it is in your world, in your, in your model, um, the universe wants to give you a Lamborghini, but you set your goal at having a Ford Fusion. So you get the Ford Fusion and the Lamborghini collects dust, but you'd really, if you had the balls, you would really like to wish for a Lamborghini. Okay. So, um, so, so one of the ways is to be open to the highest good, to the highest value, to the highest possible outcome. And, um, so play with it, see which one works for you. But I think it's important to have goals or at least a general direction that you're heading. And, and I, I, I have found that when I'm more focused, uh, things, do, things do happen. But I also uh, am leaving the door open for opportunities to come that I am not aware of that could be better. Okay. And last but not least, number five is worldview. And this is how you see the world. And this is basically how you approach everything because your worldview is how you see the world and how you, how it works and how you relate to it. Is the world a safe place? Is it a dangerous place? Is it a world of opportunity or is it just a place where you get conned? If you become very successful, 
Are you, does that give you an, uh, uh, the ability to have a greater impact in the world if you have more money and more influence? Or does it make you a target uh, for disaster? Okay, you always hear about you know, rich people who, I, I uh, met a guy that owned a winery in Alexander Valley and in their sleeping quarters, they had a, a, a one inch plate steel, uh, steel plate behind the door. Um, and it was, it was locked every night, uh, with these giant bolts, you know, because they didn't want their kids to get kidnapped and stuff like that. So, you know, his worldview is that his wealth made him dangerous, but he still really liked it. So anyway, think about it. What are your core values? What are your core beliefs? What is your mission? What are your goals? And what is your worldview? To find out more about that, go to tobychristensen.com forward slash the dash genius lab, one word. And if you have any questions, contact me, toby at tobychristensen.com. Have a fantastic day and by all means, keep looking up. <laughs>